another world, another time, in the age of wonder. You are listening to the Dark Crystal Minute. And begin all the same, sometimes good, sometimes bad. And now once more the world must undergo a time of testing. It is time, time to return to the castle. There is much to be learned. And you have no time. And here's your hosts, Philip Mitchell and Jamie Prater. Hello and welcome to the Dark Crystal Minute. I'm your host, Philip Mitchell. Just want to say thank you so much for tuning in as we continue discussing about each minute within the cult classic film, The Dark Crystal. And with me, as always, is Jamie Prater, my co-host. How you doing? Glad to be here. Yeah, back in America again. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, as we uh, yeah churning out some of these episodes while I'm in Los Angeles and while I'm here with Jamie, thought we might as well try and get a few of these going. You know, which has been really cool. So, just exciting times ahead for all things Dark Crystal. And um, as we sort of continue um, discussing about well the film that started it all. So we're up to minute twenty one. So for those of you playing at home, we're watching between minute twenty to twenty one, and Basically, the it, it pretty much begins. We get a the loud pitch noise, and they go into the crystal chamber to find out what's what's going on. Hearing this very loud pitch noise, and I, I found really interesting, like at the start, how there was some there was some Skeksis that looked like they had a bit of a, a bit of a limp, in particular with uh, Skektek. But I think that's you know you know I mean with puppeteering these Skeksis it was probably like incredibly challenging because um, most of the time they don't really walk too much. It's there's a couple of scenes where they do and you can sort of tell that, you know, it's, you know, they're not, don't seem like they're walking straight, straight, mm-hmm. but you can also come up with another reason that, I mean, they are very old. They're 999 years old. So it's like, as time has passed on. Yeah. Whether, you know, don't have that walking abilities that they probably would used to have in their, in their early youths. <laughs> In terms of the mythology and how old they are, mm. that the gravity of the world is just pulling them downward. Mm. They're struggling to, you know, they have, and their their costumes, their fabric of their costumes, it's pulling them downward. That You know, they're fighting to kind of stay in that regal. They're not regal. They're nasty. They're terrible, but they think they're regal. You know, they have long cloaks and uh, long trains. Yeah. Um But yet they're limping and they look decrepit. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very interesting. And this is a great mi- minute. Uh, just because we're back and we're in the crystal chamber and we're, yes, yeah. we're seeing it in a way we haven't seen since the beginning of the film. True, yeah. And you can see this great wide shot that we're looking at right now. Just yeah. It's just beautiful. It is. And just seeing like all, like all the symbols that sort of surround the dark crystal and just the use of the symbols, you know, with and also like with, you know, the, the shapes um, aspect of it, you know, with the circles and the triangles that are such a, a big part of the dark crystal, including you know, even the set of the crystal chamber. Yeah, a lot of triangles and circles, and yeah, yeah, it's just. And again, you're cutting; they're cutting back and forth between the Skeksis walking in. Mm. So those are people. Some of them tend to be little people in costume or shorter people, and then to close-ups of people in the puppets, moving the puppets, moving their moving their 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 mouths. It's just, it's just a really um, amazing scene. And just seeing the crystal hang there. And this, again, this is in the 1980s they filmed. And we're looking at this shot right here. You can't see any strings on that crystal. This immense, huge castle, uh, this 
this huge chamber you see these gartham mm. sitting on the balcony yeah it's just amazing it, it, blows it really my is, mind. Yeah. i can't yeah. even believe it just just the amount of puppeteers like even just for that one shot mm-hmm. um many of them indeed and yeah i mean and, and during this minute you know they sort of the skexes are sort of freaking out once they see um the crystal bat sort of transmitting a video it's pretty much like a video message or a mm-hmm. <laughs> Skype calling <laughs> um, to the Skeksis is like, oh, there's a Skelfling. Um, and yeah, no, they're totally freaking out because of the whole prophecy. And from their point of view, that, that the Gelfling would destroy um, the Skeksis. So, and that's, of course, you know, with Skekung brings out the Gotham and, you know, tells them the Gotham soldiers to find the Gelfling and bring him to the castle. And yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting too, just to see them they're freaking out over this Gelfling. They're the rulers of this 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 world, yeah. and they're freaking out over this thing because they know that it's probably going to happen. Yeah. They know that their their reign will not be forever. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, I think it's more surprising that it's like only because it's like, well, they only know it's just one Gelfling. They, I, you know, I just, I just would have thought they'd be like, huh, you know, it's just one Gelfling. What is he going to do? But they are freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. With all their power, it, it's almost interesting because with all of their power, they they command the Gartham, they command the Crystal Bats, they the world is sort of has been taken over by their destruction and their evil. That mm-hmm. one little tiny Gelfling has them scared to death. Yeah, um, and it's just great. It's just great. It's great mythology. Like I know we I, and I mean speaking about mythology, um, I did uh, did a bit of research and I found some information about the Gartham. Um, of course, this is from darkcrystal.com, which is which is a great site to check out, um, knowing you know things about the characters and whatnot. So, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll actually just read. I might as well just read about um, what's what was written about the Gotham. So, the Skeksis made the Gotham from the memories of sea creatures in their first world, quickened by the light of the Dark Crystal. Though the skill of uh, Skektek the scientist and the power of Skekung the Gartham master, the strength of the Gartham was unbelievable, but their stupidity was incalculable. Uh, they, they lived in caverns beneath the castle and left only to plunder and, and surrounding countryside, from which they returned with slaves uh, for the Skeksis. So, of course, you know, their sole purpose was to destroy all what they could find and, and the Gelfling understood this and lived in fear of them. The pod people never understood this and um, never realized they had any connection with the castle from which uh, no pod slaves uh, returned to tell their story. And as soon as the Gartham appeared, the creatures of the world turned against them. Foremost among the enemies of the Gartham were the Landstriders who provided swift passage for the Gelfling. Uh, the beasts allowed themselves to be tamed, to be ridden, and subjected to the will of the rider. Um, destruction of the Gartham became their fiercest joy, their speed, their slashing blows, which leaves a Gartham crippled before it knew it had had been attacked. It's um, yeah. amazing. <laughs> it's just amazing that you don't hear about any of that in the movie, no. but you feel it. You feel like the scene that we'll eventually get to when Jen and Kira are on the cliff mm. and they're trying to rescue the pod people, you feel the tension between the Landstriders and the Gartham, you yeah, know, totally, yeah. that, uh, that they want to destroy this. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of interesting that the Landstriders are sort of like the light mm-hmm. and the Gartham are the dark. Yeah. They're yeah. Very yeah. tall, <laughs> almost like the Landstrider almost reminds me a little bit of the Urskex. 
very yeah. tall, elegant, beautiful, and the the it's like there are two parts of one. Yeah, room. yeah, and and I think I found it really interesting about that. You know, they were based from memories of the sea creatures in. Well, it says in their first world, which I have to safely presume they'd be the home of the Erskeks. So that's really interesting to see. Yeah, like um, the Erskek world has you know sea creatures or you know or some aspect of ocean and all that kind of stuff. So because I mean we do get a little bit of a glimpse of their home world in the Dark Crystal creation myths. Um, I mean, it would be awesome to see how you know if they if we get to see their home world in Age of Resistance, just a a visual representation of it, yeah. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Oh, age of resistance. Yeah. <laughs> Ten hours of dark. I know. <laughs> what are we going to do, Phil? I know. What are we going to do? I know. <laughs> I know. I'm going to take a week off of work. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm still like that too. Almost tempted just to take a whole week off. Or, yeah, it's it's going to be gonna be good times ahead. So, yeah, I think they'll, they'll probably wrap up for this episode of the Dark Crystal Minute. If you'd like to get in contact with the show, you can do so at darkcrystalpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash darkcrystalpodcast. You can check us out on Twitter at darkcrystalpod. We're also on Instagram at darkcrystalpodcast. And if you can give us a review on Facebook or on iTunes, that'd be greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for your time and come back next time for more The Dark Crystal Minute.